0: Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is John Roseberg live from Jacksonville. I hope everybody having a great weekend and a great day. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're going to talk about I am a Hebrew. Here's a And that will be the title of this podcast. I am a Hebrew Israelite. a light. Uh, when you talk about Hebrew Israelite, we're not talking about those guys in the corners who are screaming at people. And some of those guys, they do know what they're talking about. But a lot of them, they get into this argument with the public, which is unnecessary. By and large, because first of all, you try to convince a person that's not part of your lineage. It's like you argue with a, with a person with a different culture. They're not going to comprehend what you're saying because they're not from that culture. That's first and foremost. And it's also it's a spiritual thing, also, because once you're in different wavelengths spiritually and mentally with a person, they're not going to comprehend until they, they, they're in that level. Um, one thing I've noticed about people in general you cannot force a person to, to be educated, to be enlightened, if they're not ready to be enlightened. It's like you're forcing a horse to drink water. You can lead a horse to the river, it's up to the horse to drink water. You heard that saying before. In the Bible, there are two books that is very profound when when referring to specifically to the history of the Israelites. um, Is Exodus and Deuteronomy. Those two books really dissect the history, the bloodline of our people. Now, those of us who go by black, like I told you before, black is a color. In law, black is a status. Stop using that term black. There's no such thing as a black person. There's no such thing as a black race. God never give you that nonsense. Now, it was Johnny come lately after the European conquered the world, after the Renaissance, uh, during the Renaissance when they whitewash everything. Um, That being said, a lot of you guys who live in the Americas, the, the Americas, we're talking about North Central America. So, if you reside in those in those spaces, in those um, in, this, in this continent called North America, Central America, South America, and the Caribbean islands, you are my friend, an like, Israelite. Now, those of us who were mulattoes, who were mixed by French, Spaniard blood, it goes by your father. If your father was a uh, so-called black man, you're an Israelite. If your father was a white man, you're not an Israelite. We gotta be we gotta be uh, objective here. Because a lot of us, the Bible so eloquently said, they can only trace your lineage to your father, not to your mother. The reason being because the woman usually intermarry if the husband passed away. If the husband is deceased, the woman can remarry. Consequently, she's changed her last name. So that's why they don't like to trace, uh, to trace the bloodline to the woman they trace it to the father because the father is the head of the household plus it's a genetic code that the father have. So that's why they usually go to the father's family and trace your bloodline. And that's how you trace your bloodline, not to your mother, uh, it's to your father. That being said, a lot of us knowingly, unknowingly use the term black African-American. Like I told you, African-American is two continent. You won't notice that until you travel outside this country when you go to the UN, you don't see those people calling yourself, they don't call themselves African-American, they don't call themselves black. They'll say, I'm Nigerian, I'm Ghanaian, I'm Sudanese. And Sudanese people are very dark skin complexion. And they're like purple black. You would never see a Sudanese say, I'm black. No, they'll say, I'm Sudanese, and I'm a Muslim, or I'm a Christian. They won't use the term black. And you, your so-called Negroes here, they use that term so... So so much so, and they become redundant. We need to stop using those terms. And then primarily, those pastors, too, are, are to blame. And even the Hosea, the book of Hosea in the Bible said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. You didn't say lack of food or lack of air or lack of water. they said lack of knowledge. The knowledge that it, they were referring to is the knowledge of God, first and foremost, and the knowledge of self. They coincide with each other. They coincide with each other. You know, you must know God and you must know yourself. Man, know thyself. You can't know anything until you comprehend who you are, where you're from and where you're going. You must comprehend those things for you to excel spiritually and mentally. A lot of us, because of the way we were educated as children, as adults, it affects our psyche and our spiritual life. Um, Those of us who go to church on a daily basis, I'm talking to you too. You still being miseducated if you worship in a white Christ you are delusional you have been misled God never give you a white Christ that came from the Vatican Like I, kept, I can't emphasize that anymore those of us who study, uh, study history are aware of that already those of us who don't study religious history go read some books don't go to Google go to the library, get some books and read that being said, a lot of us we use those terms unknowingly we use them you know subconsciously we use those terms all the time. Black African American, Afro American Nubian and Nubian is a tribe of Africa so those terms we use them not knowing where they come from and it backfire on us especially when we go to court and we try to get some taken care of you cannot use those terms we need to refrain from those terms especially those of us who live in the Americas Now, an African that come here, they know their culture, they know their language, so they can use different terminology for themselves. You, my friend, in America, you cannot use, you will be saying, I'm indigenous, I'm American, you can say I'm a Hebrew-Israelite. Hebrew-Israelite would be the correct term to use. I'm not talking about you going out there to the corners, you know, with the whole food um, gear on and screaming at the top of your lungs, you know, at people. Some of those guys, they do have some knowledge, but a lot of them, they just idiots. They're just screaming at the lungs, at people. First of all, the person is not from your bloodline. Why are you wasting your time Try to convey them to, to transform their life? They're not going to change. Now, you got to focus more on your people. Now, the Bible also says, many are called, few are chosen. You cannot force a person who's not open to learn, who's not willing to learn and listen. So if you if you're talking to somebody and then they're not listening or they keep interjecting in your conversation, that means they don't want to hear what you gotta say. So you might as well just change the subject or just walk away because you're gonna waste your time with them and then you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, frustrated with them. And vice versa, they're gonna be frustrated with you because they don't want to listen to what you gotta say. So why waste your time with them? Move on because the person they are not in that level yet they haven't come to that level when they come to that level they'll comprehend just like a child you know they learn things step by step so uh, something with a person some people they're not enlightened like that they haven't got to that level on a mental level on a spiritual they haven't reached that level yet so you talking to them is like talking to a child they're not going to comprehend most of them not going to comprehend what you're talking about and then it's up to them to really look into themselves and go look for that knowledge just like me, I had to go look for it and Nobody gave it to me. I have to research it and look it up. Because when I was growing up in, in the school system and the church, I didn't learn nothing. You guys can testify to that. We don't learn nothing from the school because the knowledge they give you is minimal. It's a minimal. It's not even conducive to your well-being. They give you bad knowledge and you can't do nothing about it. I don't care if you have a bachelor, MBA. You know, I don't care if you have a doctorate or PhD. You're still stupid. Because the thing is, all these degrees that you obtain, they can save your life for nothing. They cannot save your life. So I'm not against education. Don't get me wrong. Don't think I'm just trying to hit on somebody who have some... De- this is a training. Uh, you went to a training and you got a certificate for it. That's what it is. You went to a training. That will make you more eloquent, more educated than anybody in the world. It's just that you have the... You went to a study, you went to a training and you graduated, they give you a certificate, whether well, it's a PhD or doctorate, bachelor, associate, whatever it is, you get a particular uh, uh, degree for that training. That being said, we have to align our children and ourselves when it comes to the history of the Hebrew Israelites. Like I told you before, those two books, Exodus, even Genesis 2, Break Down the Family Tree, um, The Bloodline, even Genesis, Exodus, And Deuteronomy. Exodus talk about the law and Deuteronomy talk about the curses and the bloodline. So we have to study those those three books for us to get a a better understanding who we are. Because the white man that Johnny come lately not gonna tell you that. He's not gonna tell you that. That's that you're in the Bible. He's not he's not there to tell you that. And your pastors, uh, 95% of them, 95, (coughs) excuse me, 95% of them have been bought out. What well, is called uh, Quenflo pep dollar TZ um what's the other one uh, what's the other one uh, uh, all those pastors you can name of black white green yellow and different it doesn't matter they all being bought out so they're not preaching the gospel from a biblical pr- pr- perspective um, some of them do uh, preach from a biblical uh, perspective but a lot of them by and large they don't they don't preach from a biblical perspective. They they preach from a worldly perspective. That's why our people are so dumbed down. We are we are comatose. We are psychologically comatose and spiritually comatose when it comes to knowledge, to real knowledge, because we don't learn anything. We have people that go to church every Sunday. They can't even break down one verse. They can't one verse, they cannot break it down to make it easy for a child to understand. They cannot. And these people, by and large, they, they go to church every weekend. Some of them go to church seven days a week, unfortunately. That's how, I, that's, this is the kind of people we're dealing with. And that's why a lot of them, they, they wanna kill you when you try to break down a scripture to them. They will try to kill you. They say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. My pastor said this, my pastor said this. Your pastor gonna say crap. Your pastor don't know no, no crap. Just because you went to a cemetery, AKA seminary, which is where they teach you. They give you a different a curriculum, because when you're teaching the Bible, it's not something that it's not like any kind of book. It's a spiritual thing, and like I was telling this young gentleman past last week, he was telling me that a preacher. I will do a podcast on that. Should a preacher get paid? I said no. A preacher should not get paid. If you are invited to come to a church by all means, that church, whoever they invite you, they have to accommodate you. But that being said, they don't owe you nothing to preach to the congregation. That's a a blessing. That's a calling for you to preach. You know, you're not supposed to charge people to preach. Let me give you another example. If I invite you over to my house as a host, it's my duty, it's my responsibility for me to accommodate you. I have to feed you. I have to shelter you. How long are you going to be there? Whether you're going to be there for one day or one week a month, I have to accommodate you. Why are you at my house? Vice versa, when you invite when you invite uh, a preacher to your church, yes, by all means, you have to accommodate them in their, ch- in their family. Of course, you invite them as a host, so you, they're your guests. Now, on the flip side, you don't owe them anything to preach. They're not supposed to charge you X amount of money just to preach. No, you don't owe them that. If they're going to charge you money to preach, you say, you know what, brother? Um, It was nice talking to you. I'm not going to pay you to preach in my church, but I will accommodate you. I'll pay for your hotel and the tickets if you want to buy a plane ticket to come or for your rental, your car rental. But I'm not going to accommodate. I'm not going to pay you for you to preach. That's against uh, biblical principles. So a lot of those preachers, by and large, they like to charge people for money to preach. But I will do a podcast on that today or tomorrow. But Today is about Hebrew Israelite. Who are the Hebrew Israelite? Hebrew Israelite is a so called Negro, it's a so called Caribbean people, people in South America, not African, those are Hemites. That's how you have to know the bloodline. A lot of us say, I want to go back to Africa. Yes, you want to go back to where? To what? They're not your people, okay? Africans tell you that all the time. You're not my people. You know, why were you chasing Africa? Where were Africa the whole time when you were being beat and lynched and, 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 and belittle? Where were they the whole time? Did they send you a canoe when you was getting your ass beat by those crackers over here? No. Did they send you a, only one country that's well I said two countries? And that was in the late fifties and early sixties. It was Ghana and Ethiopia. Those are the two countries besides um Sierra Leone and all the, uh, what's the, what's the other one? Liberia. Liberia was started by America. Liberia, that's where they ship a lot of those Negro Americans uh, to build that country. Yes, in Liberia, West Africa. But what I'm saying is that a lot of you guys are so dumbed down. You're rushing to go to Africa. Africans are coming here by the millions, okay? Last time I checked, there's millions of Africans every year are coming to Europe, at the Americas we're not going that's why I say the Americas if you look at it for what it is it is the cream of the crop Everybody's coming here you don't see people going to Africa like that yes there are people going there for business for pleasure but by and large if you go by the law of average you will see that more people are trying to get to the Americas not the other way around Nobody trying to rush to Africa like that nobody and on a spiritual level When you do go to Africa, you'll feel the difference. I had a friend of mine that went there. He said, John, as soon as I get off the plane, I check into my hotel. I went for a walk with my translator. And I noticed that these people, yeah, besides my skin color, we have nothing in common. Because the culture was different. The language was different. The way of life was different. So there's a lot of things that was different when I was there. He said, "I, I can feel it. Yes, they were nice. They were accommodated because I was American, so-called black American. Of course, they, was, they accommodate me, but at the same time, I didn't feel the connection. I didn't feel we were connected. And this is why I tell a lot of people, you try to go to Africa. You, uh, you're so-called, how you call those people, um, Pan-Africanists. You're Pan-African who've been preaching that gospel for us to go to Africa. Why don't you go to Africa? You get up with your family, pack your shit, and go to Africa. Excuse my French. Pack all your stuff and go to Africa. Since you say you're from Africa. Now, we're not saying that. Uh, there are similarities. I always tell people there are similarities. That mean, we are the same people. We are not the same people. Okay? And African people know that. They know that. They will tell you that to your face if they're being transparent. They'll say, you know what, brother? You're not the, our people. You know, the white men lied to all of us. You see, remember, we were conquered before Africa was conquered. That's what you have to uh, to realize. The the conquistadors they came here first. The Portuguese came here first. Okay, they didn't go to Africa first. They came here first. Then they went to Africa, because Africa had a lot of resources too. They wanted to claim, and by doing that, they got caught up with the um, the sub 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 slave trade, which they barely talk about that when they were taking uh, black people from Central Africa all the way to what we call like, the Middle East and trade them with the Arabs. That's why North Africa is mostly run by Arabs, whether it's Egypt, Tanzania, Libya, Morocco, all those countries run by Arab people. So they're in Africa, but they run by Arabs. So the the sub-Saharan slave trade, that's the, the slave trade they barely talk about. And I would advise you, to go look that up for yourself, for you to get an understand, a better understanding how they trick us. That's the slave trade they will slip in. This is the slave trade they were taking in Africa from Central Africa uh, all the way to North Africa to Northeast Africa, which they call today the so-called Middle East, which is a geopolitical term. You have nothing to do with the, the ge- geography. Uh, so that's Northeast Africa. So you have to know that. You have to be aware of that. There's no teachers, if they're being transparent, they're not going to say, oh, what I just say is is false. It's true. They can refute that. But they don't put that in your books because they want to keep you uneducated, uninformed. So that's why it's your duty, your responsibility to go there and research those things for yourself and for your children. So they can know the difference between the narrative that they like to run Oh, this transatlantic ship trip, trip. Okay, where's the documents? I want to see documents. I want to see paperwork. I need receipts. Where are the boats that we came in? They have not shown you one boat. They have not shown you no one receipt. They've been all they give you is lip service. You came from Africa, okay? First of all, it's not conducive for them to go get African when the land was well cultivated by us in the Caribbean islands and Turtle Island, A.K.A. Uh, America. United States of America to the island. The land was well cultivated. So who taught those Europeans when they come here? Martin Luther King just told you that. They give, them, okay, they, 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 to an act of Congress, they give them millions of acres to the European that was coming here. And when they got here, they didn't know how to work the terrain. This terrain was new to them. So we had to teach them how to farm and, and cultivate, how to harvest, those whether it was cotton, rice, tobacco, sugar, coffee, chocolate, all those things, beans, potatoes, yam, watermelon, all those seed uh, uh, fruit I just mentioned, all those vegetables I just mentioned, all those crops I just mentioned. We taught them how to harvest those crops. They didn't have those crops in Europe. Don't we only have them here, bananas, papayas, mangoes. They don't have those crops in Europe from last time I checked. And they didn't have them in Africa. Africa, the reason why Africa have them now is because the European, like the French, the Spaniards, the Portuguese, they took those crops to Africa. Like this, there's 600, out of 600 seeds, 450 seeds came from the Americas. They were brought by the English, the French, the Spaniard, and the Portuguese to Africa. If you're in a farming business, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're an African, you're into the farming business, you know I'm not making this up. You can go look it up yourself. You can go research it for yourself to get a better, uh, a better understanding where I'm coming from. That being said, we need to stop calling yourself African-American, Afro-American. All those nonsense, those terminology, what the Bible calls by words. By words mean that's not original. Those are made up words. Black is not a person. It's not a, it's not a culture. It's not a language, it's not a P. it's not a race, it's just a color and a status and law. White is the same thing. White is not a person, it's not a race. It's just a color and a status and law. You must know that. You must understand that and overstand what I just said. Stop calling yourself those bywords, Minority. <laughs> really? You're a minority? You're a minor? You're a You're juvenile? So that's why they treat you like a juvenile. You call yourself minority. You don't even know what that word, whatever it is, in law. You need to get your black law dictionary book, so you can understand what those words means. You call yourself minority. See, that's why they trick us. You gotta be, you have to be careful and use those, and be careful how you use those terminologies. Black. You have people from Sudanese, you know, from Senegal. They're black as hell. They're dark as hell, but you don't, you don't see themselves calling themselves black. They say I'm Sudanese, I'm from Senegal. They don't say I'm black, and they are as dark as you, darker than you. They don't call when you go to the UN. Do you see people call themselves black, African American? You don't see them. You don't hear them call that in a UN, United Nation uh, conference. You don't see people put that terminology on this stuff, because it doesn't apply. It does not apply. So why are you using it? You need to start. You're a Hebrew Israelite. That's why you should go by. I am a Hebrew Israelite. That's the topic of the day. I am a Hebrew Israelite. That's why you should call yourself. And that's why you should call your your children should call themselves. When they ask them who you are, are you an African American? No. Are you black? No. Are you colored? No. I am a Hebrew Israelite. Once they understand what that means, they will stick with it. So, if you are your application, whether it's a Hispanic, Hispanic is a culture, it's not a race. Latino is a culture, it's not a race. Latin is a language first and foremost. Let be, let's be clear on that. So, you should check the box other. You should not put African American, African, Asian. Asian is a corporate destination. Oriental is different from Asian. So, you don't call yourself Asian? No. So, you put other. So you have to be careful with how you use those, term- those terminologies because they're going to really mess you up in the long term because this country is on, in, in progression. It's, ch- it's changing constantly. They're changing the laws every day of the week. They change the laws. So you have to be careful where you stand when you, call it, when you use those by words, like the Bible calls them the bywords: African-American, black, Afro-American, minority, which is buffoonery, stop using those terms. That's what I gotta say, stop using those terms. You are a Hebrew Israelite. If you reside in North America, your forefather were from here in North America, your mother in the Central America, South America, the Caribbean islands, if you were born here, you grew up here, your forefather, your bloodline, not, we're not talking about Africa. We're not talking about Africa. And I have nothing against Africa. We are specifically talking about the Americas in the Caribbean islands. That's what, I'm talking, that's what I'm referring to. If you're from those places, you are, my friend, in Hebrew Israelite. Except if your father's a Spaniard or a French or a Portuguese, you may not be one because they go by your father's bloodline. So your father is a Portuguese, your father is French or Spaniard, you are not an Israelite. That's all I got to say about this. I am a Hebrew Israelite. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great weekend and a great day. One love. Take care.